Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 20. And you know what that means. That's a second set of double digit numbers that we have arrived at. And um, I don't really know if 20 is like a, uh, is that really like a milestone? It's definitely something. But um, the more I think about it, it's like if a comic line only had like 20 issues, you know? It's it's a, it's all right. Might be a good little one shot, but we're not a one shot. We're trying to be Batman, goddammit. Detective Comics is at like a thousand fifty three. Okay, we're trying to be Batman. That's our goal here. You know, I recently bought Batman issue a thousand, and uh, that was kind of cool, man. Um, you know, everybody would love to have like a number one, but I also think like uh, having like a number five hundred or a thousand. That's like damn. I bet nobody in the forties was like, yeah, this. This fucking guy who, even back then, people don't know that. I mean, the first issues, Batman was killing motherfuckers. He had a gun. He was shooting fucking gats left and right, bruh. He was a Kimbo with them fucking revolvers, baby. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't think back then people thought that, like, Batman would be running this long and have, like, you know, eight movies and another one coming out and video games and all kinds of shit. You know, people are like, this character, you know, we got Superman, you know. But if you like Superman, you're fucking lame. You have bad taste. You're like, ooh, fucking character with every power. I bet you're wondering, Dave, what's this little tangent about? Nothing. I just felt like getting that out there because uh, I didn't really know how to start the episode. And I've restarted this like four times, whether it's because uh, I had, you know, uh, a frog in my throat or whether I just thought it sounded a little weird. So this is like the sixth time I've recorded this. It's 645, a little bit off schedule, but you know what it is. We had the Dunkin' Donuts this morning, got our breakfast sandwich. Got a nice uh, Coca-Cola with coffee dark blend. Uh, I drank the whole can before the podcast this week. Uh, So we have a full gas tank. I usually drink like half the can and then finish it like, you know, middle to end of the episode. But today we're just wired up, baby. We're going in full wire, Um, you know. But um, yeah, man, I got to get this off my chest, all right? Um, I'm going to start this off pretty hot. This is a hot take. Um... I normally don't like announce that I have a hot take, uh, cause I don't know. I feel like Skip Bayless and, uh, you know, uh, what's that other fucking guy? God, he's a fucking moron too. Stephen A. Smith, that guy. Um, I feel like them were, uh, I feel like them. I feel like they, um, have kind of ruined, you know, hot takes. You know, it's like, let me just say, like a hot take should be something that like you thought about that's kind of controversial that goes against the other opinions. It shouldn't just be a bunch of bullshit that you made up and you call it a hot take. That's not a hot take. That's just you talking shit. There's a big difference. But this is a hot take. And I want to get this out there because while I was experiencing it, I didn't have the same feelings everybody else, I guess, had on the internet. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was the, it was the halftime show of the Super Bowl, right? Now... Before before I get too deep into this hot take, I'm not saying that the Super Bowl show was bad. What I am saying is that it was mid, okay? Let's just be, I'm calling a spade a spade here. That shit was mid. It was all right. It was okay. And like, listen, this isn't like a, this isn't a culture thing, right? This isn't a like, oh, I thought it was, I'm not being one of these fucking like, one of these people, I was like, oh, it was disgusting. Can you believe they let those people on stage? That's not what I'm saying. I am a huge hip-hop fan. I've been a fan of hip-hop since I was like nine years old, right? Like, as soon as I found out, like, real hip-hop, some good shit, right? When I was listening to, like, Immortal Technique and Jay-Z and, you know, old Tupac and Biggie and, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, you know? I started off with the good shit. I started off with that crack, son. I started off with the hard drugs of hip-hop, you know, Tupac, Biggie, you know, N.W.A., Dr. Dre, you know. I'm not really a Snoop Dogg fan. Um, That's just me, though. I don't, don't, like, hate him. I'm just not a fan. It's not something I'd listen to, right? And I gotta be honest, man, like, I feel like a lot of you have the same thing that I see with, like, uh, with, like, the Spider-Man controversy that was, like, who's the best Spider-Man? A lot of you people out here confuse nostalgia with greatness. Just because something is nostalgic, right? Just because something takes you back and gives you a nice warm feeling, like a nice nice little snuggie that's like, hey, you remember me? 
fucking member berries. You're all eating member berries thinking that fucking that shit was the greatest of all time. That shit was mid, all right? I'm going to call it like I see it. And what I saw was fucking four 50-year-olds on a stage that looked like they were doing karaoke, all right? They were singing half a verse, you know? They were spitting, you know, bars with no real, I don't want to say delivery, but like, man, it was it's hard to rap like that when you're 50 and you got millions of dollars in the bank. It doesn't sound the same as when you were, you know, on the come up or when you were breaking that wall, you know, when you were fucking David Hasselhoff at the fucking, you know, Berlin Wall coming down. That's what it used to feel like, you know, passion and fucking, yeah. But, you know, another part of it was it's fucking censored. Like Kendrick Lamar's verse, right? The main point of that song was about, like, you know, the black community and uh, the police. That's what that song's somewhat about. The main line of it, I don't really remember because I haven't listened to that album in a while, but it has something to do with, like, uh, we don't like Popo. We don't like the police. Something like that. That line didn't make it. So, like, in my opinion, I always thought hip-hop was supposed to be uncensored. It was supposed to be, like, punk rock to me. It was supposed to be, this is where we can say whatever the fuck we want to say. And no one's going to tell, like, no one's going to tell me what I can put on my record, right? Nobody's going to tell me what I can write in my verse. You make it to the Super Bowl, they're like, hey, yeah. maybe they didn't tell him, right? Maybe he just didn't do it. I highly doubt that, though. Some part of me feels like there was a little bit of string pull in there. Um, and I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, if I'm being honest, it was just, if you felt like, oh, this is my childhood. Oh, it's so good to, to listen to these songs again. It's like, does that make it great? Or does it make it like it makes you feel great? Because I saw so many people posting like, this is the greatest performance I've ever seen. It's like, really? Four 50-year-olds and then a, a 20, 30-year-old maybe? Kendrick Lamar's got to be 28, 29, 30 by now. So four 50-year-olds and, and a and a 30-year-old spitting half of a verse is the best performance you've ever seen? That's kind of sad, isn't it? Can we call this the saddest performance of all time? Because of how sad it makes me that fucking... That's the level of like... That's the greatest shit you've ever seen. Really. And maybe it's like... Ooh, just the greatest Super Bowl performance. Oh yeah? What about Michael Jackson? What about Prince? Uh, Bruno Mars. I remember Bruno Mars was amazing. And I like Bruno Mars, alright? You can, you can judge me. You can hate on my music taste. I like a little bit of Bruno Mars every now and then think he's talented dude had like backup dancers they were all like really good synchronized and he was singing at the same time all four foot eight of him you know all four foot and eight inches of bruno mars was rocking out on that fucking stage let's not forget i'm pretty sure prince played purple rain in the rain you like that alliteration right there prince played purple rain what's up i used to fucking spit bars son got good alliteration or is that fucking enunciation? Fuck. Bad vocabulary at the moment. But my point is, we had a legend. And like all you people who fucking cried when Prince died and didn't listen to him. Boom. Slap in the face right here. He played. Uh, like, I remember they made like a documentary. Maybe it wasn't a documentary. It was like a, a YouTube video or something. I don't know, bro. They made a little thing about Prince's halftime performance because of how like... The backup dancers were wearing eight-inch heels on this stage that they said, like, was basically an ice rink. And they didn't slip. They didn't falter. Neither did Prince. He rocked that shit out in the middle of a rainstorm in Miami. But fucking four 50-year-olds singing songs from the 90s. Oh, it's way better. Is it? Is it, though? I'm not trying to downplay the significance that it's like, oh, hip-hop finally made it to the biggest stage. I don't... I don't think a halftime show at the Super Bowl is the biggest stage. Like, it's a novelty act. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. That's what halftime shows are. They're a novelty. The biggest stage is that fucking game. All right, let's be honest. The game itself, the spectacle, I guess, is the stage. But if you're telling me that the biggest thing for hip-hop is that they got to do half of, half of four songs in the middle of a game... I think you've lost your fucking mind, okay? And I'm just going to be honest here. When I was growing up, right? Like I said, when I was like nine years old, right? I started listening to hip-hop. I got a, a fucking iPod from my brother. One of them old... It was an iPod classic, I think. It was thick. 
and it was like, how many inches is that? Like four inches maybe, and it was thick, son. That shit had like, I think 256 gigabytes. I had movies on that bitch. I had games on that shit, and I had more music than I could listen to on there. And my brother hooked that shit up, bro. I remember that iTunes account on my family's computer that he put... Man, it had to be like over 100 gigabytes of music. There was everything from the Beatles to, like I said, Tupac. Like from all ends of the spectrum, right? And, you know, I grew up listening, like in 7th grade, I remember listening to Immortal Technique in, uh, I think it was science class. We were allowed to have like iPods or something while we were taking a test. And my fucking, like, (laughs) my fucking Midwestern white boy, uh, you know, wannabe hip-hop, Malibu's most wanted-looking motherfucking ass, was listening to Immortal Technique so loud that this kid next to me, like, I could feel his eyes looking at me, and he wasn't cheating off me, don't get it twisted, he was smarter than I was, but he couldn't concentrate because my fucking headphones were so loud, talking about Bin Laden didn't blow up the, the projects, it was you, expletive, uh, they were talking about George Bush, it was Immortal Technique and Most Def. That's what I was listening to in 7th grade, right? Now, when I wanted to rap in, like, 6th and 7th and 8th grade, I used to get made fun of, like, relentlessly. I would get bullied for many a reasons growing up in small-town Kentucky. It was fucking awful. It was horrendous. My entire school experience could be summed up as, like, for the longest time, I was a fucking loser. I was alone. I had no friends. I remember one time, like, I remember so many times inviting people to my birthday and nobody came to my birthday. Do you know what it feels like to be a little kid and no one comes to your birthday? You really start to understand, like, oh, I'm a fucking, I'm a loser. Because, like, who doesn't want to go to a birthday party? It's free. You get cake. There's, like, goodies and shit. No. Nobody gave a fuck, bro. Nobody was showing up. Except for my homie Cade. My homie Cade showed up with his little brother, uh, Corbin. Uh, They both listened to the podcast. Shout out to you guys. I've never forgotten that shit. Holding it down. Um, But anyways, I'm getting off track here. My point is that I got bullied and beat up and made fun of religiously for being into hip-hop culture growing up. And then I see some of these people who either had a hand in making fun of me or definitely like made fun of me but not to my face posting about how important this was for hip-hop and about how monumental and influential it was. And I'm like, motherfucker, you were listening to the Eagles and fucking Tim McGraw while I was fucking really into this shit. And I'm not trying to make this about me. I understand that it's it's not about me. But I just got to call some y'all out. I got to call out this fucking nostalgia that's running rampant to make people think, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Is it? Is it though? You know? Because for me, it's like, man, it was okay. But that's where I leave it. 50 Cent was my favorite part of that shit. And Eminem had some cool sneakers on. That's about it. You know? I don't, like... <laughs> Oh, they told Snoop Dogg he couldn't have a blue bandana, so he just wore a blue bandana. Cool. Fucking cool, dude. I don't think showing off gang affiliation on TV is good for anyone, you know? I don't think that's really something we should be fucking promoting, whether you're into hip-hop or not. Like, they're fucking bad. All gangs are bad, no matter what race or community they come from. Gangs are inherently bad. They're not good. They lead most of the violence in the country, you know? They lead to a lot of murders in the country. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying they're inherently bad. They're not a good thing. So like Snoop Dogg promoting that he's a fucking crip. Cool, bro. Fucking cool. That's what you wanted to promote? Like, you know, I'm all down with... I can't under... uh, There's a few theories of like Eminem kneeling in this performance. Was it for, you know, like Colin Kaepernick and, you know, the, the standing out against police brutality? I'm cool with that. Or was he kneeling for Tupac? I've heard two different theories. I'm more okay with that than I am fucking Snoop Dogg be like, well, if they won't let me have my bandana, I'll just wear a giant bandana so everyone knows I'm gang of it. Like, cool, bro. Cool. And like, I get it. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm saying I like hip hop and then I'm saying I don't like parts of it. I think you're allowed to do that. But what I don't like is all these people that I saw growing up who, like, it was a it was a night full of bandwagon for me is what it was. I had fake Bengals fans on one hand, and I had fake hip-hop fans on the other hand. <sighs> Not my favorite night, you know? Drives me up a wall. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm very opinionated. And I will get mad over something that does not affect me simply because I think that it's either wrong 
or that people have a bad take, you know, which like some of you listening to this might be like, Dave, this is stupid. You're rambling right now about a, a, a 20 minute performance that doesn't even matter. And you're right. I agree. But you know what? I'm here to fucking let you people know that that's what it is. You know, the fact that this little amount of nostalgia, it's like they dangled, dangled just a little piece and everybody was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, I'm just going to point it out. Most of you don't even know who Mary J. Blige is. I'm a fan of hip hop and I don't know any of her songs. Okay. I know who she is. She's got a great voice, but man, like once again, we got a 50 year old woman up there. Wearing a fucking Britney Spears. Britney Spears is too old. Who's young? I don't know any young women that are predominant in the industry. <laughs> Fuck. I look bad right now. I look stupid right now. Fuck. It's like that. I always have that SpongeBob moment every episode where it's like, we threw out the name. We threw out the name. That's what's going on in my brain right now. I don't have no names of any young. Fuck. I don't know. She looked like that. She looked like she was wearing something Beyonce wore. At her halftime show. How about that? That wasn't that long ago. I think that was with Bruno Mars. You had Bruno Mars and Beyonce. And what was it? Coldplay? And that's not great? What the fuck are you talking about, man? That's more fucking... I don't know. That seems more of a greater performance to me than... I don't know. Dude's kind of just pacing on top of some fucking shitty set. And like I said, I don't think a lot of y'all really... I don't think a lot of y'all really think that. I think y'all just wanted to either... I don't know, follow the crowd, or maybe you wanted to seem like, maybe you wanted to seem a little bit, I don't know, what's the word, I guess like growth, like maybe you, you know, you have different tastes now, but um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't see it, I just don't see it, and I think, um, I think it's sad, it was like the same way with those crypto ads, you know, I just feel sad that like people can get that roused up by like some simple shit, you know. I don't think it was that good, and uh, that's kind of where I stand on it, you know? I'm sorry, I rambled so much, I get so passionate about this shit, because it's like, man, it just, and like I said, I know this isn't about me, I know that I'm not the target audience, some fucking, you know, white guy that sits and talks to a microphone in his bedroom, that grew up in fucking Midwestern Kentucky, that fucking wanted to be a rapper who still raps on the side, you know, I got a couple hustles, I know I'm not their main demo. But I just think that even then, it's like, you know, I was more, like, I, dude, I used to brush my sneakers with a toothbrush, you know? I used to fucking, dude, I had so many shoes in high school. I had so many Jordans and Nikes and Adidas and Reeboks and, you know, I'd listen to, that's got like another thing. I would listen to old 90s songs, old like 90s to 2000s about Reeboks, and I went and bought Reeboks because I thought it was hip-hop. That's what I'm saying, like... I don't see that in a lot of people that were posting. Like, oh my God, this is the greatest shit ever. This is so important for hip-hop. Like, shut the fuck up. Your favorite rapper is Mac Miller, okay? I love Mac Miller, but I'm just saying. You're not fucking... You're not hip-hop, bro. Like, even then, with all the knowledge I have and how much I've listened to hip-hop, I don't even think I would qualify as hip-hop anymore. But, you know, like I said, that shit being censored and... I don't know. It just felt fucking... What's that word? I'm not, uh, I guess, pandering-ish. Pander-ish. Is that a word? Where it's like kind of pandering? You know? It was like a guy who doesn't have a sign and wants some change. But, you know, he's like, you you know he wants change, but he's not he's not broadcasting it. He's not billboarding it, you know? He doesn't have that, that cardboard sign. It's like, please, please give me money. I don't know why he's like somewhat Eastern European, but... You get what I'm saying? I felt like that shit was just kind of like, eh. Because, like, the overall theme got lost for me, too. Like, if it was supposed to be, like, a L.A. thing, you know, Kendrick and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, what the fuck you got 50 Cent and Eminem? I don't know where Mary J. Blige is from. Maybe she's from California as well. But you got two other people that are from New York and Detroit. So, like, even the West Coast theme gets lost on me. It just was like, oh, let's throw all this shit in. And you know for a fucking fact... Whoever propositioned this fucking halftime show was like, well, if we want the white people to be on board, we have to get Eminem. So there's somebody they know. And what did Eminem sing? Lose Yourself. A song from 24 24 fucking years ago that everyone's heard 10 million times. Like, bro, don't even get me started. I'm the biggest Eminem hater. 
maybe not the biggest hater. I think MGK's got that locked up. But, man, I'd stopped liking Eminem a long time ago. And I get how inf- influential and important he is to hip-hop. But, man, it's, it's like after Eminem turned, like, 30, that's when me and Eminem stopped vibing once he turned 31. That's when he went into this whole different direction of, like, just being a fucking baby. Like, I've never seen somebody so high up act so petty when they have, like, all, like, everyone's on your dick and you're still upset. But, you know, I also respect that in a sense because, like, that's, you know, I'm kind of like that sometimes. I have everything I want and still be pissed off. So I kind of relate to that. But I keep having a lot of, like, sidetracks this conversation. But it's because something, it's like something that's important to me, you know? Like, uh, I just, um, I get upset when it's like, you know, this like nostalgia doesn't equal greatness. And I feel like in this day and age, people genuinely believe because they remember something like go watch a fucking go watch the iron giant as an adult. That movie sucks ass, bro. It's boring as fuck. It's fucking slow as shit. It's not a good movie, but because you watched it when you were a kid, like, oh, this movie's amazing. You know what movie I liked as a kid? James and the Giant Peach, bro. That whole movie is like a bad acid trip, alright? You know? When I was a kid, I loved it. Now it's like, eh, this is kind of creepy. It's a little fucking weird, you know? But fucking people hear a song that's a fucking meme. You know, as soon as Dre sat down to play that piano, I was like, oh, here it fucking comes. Here comes the fucking meme that's been overused a million times, you know? And it was all like the most fucking like off the top songs, like... Nothing good. Like, Kendrick using All Right as his song, it was like, it was a, I, I, personally, I wouldn't have picked it as far as, like, entertainment value. As making a statement goes, okay, make a statement, but then they censor the part that the statement is about, which is about, like, police brutality and the relationship between police and, you know, black communities in America. So, it kind of gets lost. It's just muddy, muddy water, you know? 50 Cent hanging upside down. I don't think a lot of you understood that was a reference to the video. And you're going to pretend like you did. I don't really think you know that. I think you just think 50 Cent was hanging upside down for no reason. But I could be wrong. I could be judging a lot of y'all, which I am. But, you know, you're going to judge me too. And if you listen to this episode, you probably already turned it off. You're like, fuck this guy, bro. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know my life. It's like, well, if I went to school with you and you grew up somewhere near my age range, you're a fucking liar. 100%. There was very few friends I had growing up that were into the same type of music as I was, you know? A lot of my friends, you know, we were all white kids growing up in, you know, Midwest America. Of course, like, Eminem was in every one of our playlists. I used to write down Eminem's lyrics as I listened to the song. I would play, like, five seconds, write down the lyrics. Or I would play, like, five seconds, pause it, write down the lyrics, hit play again. Until I had an entire... Because Rap Genius wasn't around back then, you know what I'm saying? There was no Rap Genius to look up lyrics. I used to write down Eminem lyrics so I could memorize the song. I remember one time my mom found the notebook and she thought I was a fucking psychopath. She thought I was writing all this shit. I was like, no, it's just... It's just a song I'm listening to, mom. And then I couldn't listen to that shit anymore for a while. But my point is that... I remember just feeling so outcasted for being into hip-hop so much... And I guess it's like kind of, I guess it's how skaters feel when like they see some fucking, you know, excuse me, this is going to be a little offensive if you're a woman. I don't, I don't mean to offend all women. I'm just saying this is fucking 100% a fact. It's like how dudes who like skate every day and it's been their life forever see a fucking like, you know, 18 year old girl who's never even ridden a board wearing a fucking thrasher hoodie. It's like, man. You commercialized my fucking shit, you stripped out the best parts, and then you fucking sold it to the highest bidder. That's how I felt watching that shit. It didn't feel hip-hop to me. It felt commercial. It felt watered down. It felt it felt like it wasn't hip-hop. And I'm just being honest. I don't care how legendary the people in the performance were. That performance wasn't legendary. That performance was a bunch of member berries, and you guys fucking ate them up. They sold you wolf tickets, and you ate them the fuck up. Shout out to Nick Diaz. It's one of my favorite sayings ever. These people are selling you wolf tickets and you ate them up. You're hungry as fuck for anybody to give you a little bit of nostalgia. A little bit of remember this? Remember this? It's why you're all going to go watch the next Jurassic Park movie. Blech. Blech. With a side of Blech. That's how I feel about that shit. It's the same people, you know? Fucking playing on people's fucking nostalgia. Heartstrings, you know? I heard Michael Keaton's going to be in some, you know, some new, like, Batman continuity. I don't give a fuck, dude. Fuck that. That that movie was sucked, bro. 
And I feel like a lot of you people, just in the internet in general, get caught up in nostalgia, you know? A little quick little quick side rail here. The way I felt about this uh, Super Bowl performance, because like when you put it up against the greats, right? What are the other great Super Bowl performance? Bro, fucking the Rolling Stones, U2, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Coldplay, fucking Prince. You have so many fucking really good, like really good performances. And they're like, no, because Dr. Dre played that piano song I like. I, I think this went the best. It had Eminem. Yeah. Fucking cool, bro. Like, just because you remember something from your childhood doesn't make it great. And, like I said, I get it's a, it's a big... I don't even know if it's... I guess it's a big thing for, like, hip-hop or for black culture to be center stage. I'm not trying to downplay that. I don't... I'm not trying to shit all over it for the sh- sake of shitting all over it. I'm just trying to put into perspective that, like... I think for a lot of people, like, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of people like me who are, like, really into hip-hop, I don't think we lost our minds watching that. I think if you're somewhat into hip-hop or you somewhat remember those catchy songs from the 2000s, you thought it was great. For me, I thought it was whatever. It was cool, I guess. It's like, it's cool they got it, but like, let's be, like, let's just be honest here. It, it is what it is. I don't think any, and, like, for the matter of fact, even, like, Prince, I don't think any, like... I don't think any halftime show is that great of a performance because it's literally like it's a highlight reel of one artist's like most popular songs. It doesn't even show you the depth of that artist. It's just like what's your greatest hits? Okay, sing half of that song, use a bridge and then sing half of this song and then close it out with something really fucking good that everybody knows. That's what it is. It's it's a shitty performance as far as performances go, you know? It's it's commercialized and people eat that shit up. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to me. But what really got me going down that road of, like, the the point of this episode is nostalgia doesn't equal greatness. And that's how I feel when I think about, like, the Spider-Man conflict that happened with No Way Home. Also, fun fact, so if you made it this far into the episode and you don't like what I have to say, at least you can say you learned something. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home just passed Avatar. So, fuck you, James Cameron. Keep working on that sequel, pussy. Was it another fucking decade and that shit will come out? Fucking Fern Gully Part 2. Can we talk about, also real quick, Avatar fucking... If you grow up... I remember watching Avatar. I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. Then I grew up and I was like, man, this shit is like six other movies I've seen. It's just with fucking different people and he had a lot of CGI. Cool. Cool, bro. Nice movie. You know? (laughs) But fucking... It's the same shit I see with Spider-Man. When No Way Home came out, there was all these fucking fake fans coming out of the woodwork talking about who their favorite Spider-Man was. You know what I would see? And uh, like, trust me, I get it. I'm a fucking loser. I read too many comments on the internet, but you know, it's what I do, bro. I like to read and get different opinions, even if they trigger me and make me yell at my closet on a Friday morning. You know, I guess that's, that's what I do, you know? So when I was looking at them, everybody be like, Oh, Tobey Maguire is, is the greatest hands down. Toby Maguire is the best, bro. Toby Maguire, Bully Maguire, he's my favorite, bro. I'm gonna throw some dirt in your eye. See you later, chump. Bro, let's be honest. Those movies were cool when you were a kid. Go back and watch those Spider-Man movies, bro. They suck. It's a, like the first one is a bunch of 30-year-olds in high school. Nobody in that high school looks like they're in high school. Not a single fucking actor. And even the teacher looks younger than the kids. I don't get it. But... <laughs> I'm getting out of topic again. Those movies suck if you look back on them. Spider-Man 2 is decent, alright? People, this is the best Superman superhero movie ever. No, it's fucking not. It's not. It's not at all. It's okay. It's decent, bro. People like it because pizza time. Like, people like that shit because of the memes, bro. People like that shit because of nostalgia. They don't genuinely like it as a film. And that's my point. The same shit that happened with the Super Bowl halftime show is the same shit that happened with people saying Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. He's not. He's fucking not, okay? He's okay. He is a better Peter Parker than he is a Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man, but Peter Parker doesn't fucking skateboard and do cool shit. Peter Parker isn't sticking up for some kid getting bullied before he's Spider-Man. He's not doing shit. He's the one getting bullied. He's a nerd. He's a loser. You know? That's why when he puts on the suit, he gets all quippy. He gets confidence. It's an outlet for him. He becomes, you know, cooler and more, uh, 
what's the word? Charismatic, you know? That's where, like, the Spider-Man shit comes in. Is that when he has this suit, he's able to be somebody he's not in school, right? But then you got Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And that trilogy stomps out Tobey Maguire's trilogy and stomps out Andrew Garfield's... What's a fucking... Ability? A a biology? No, biology is a fucking subject in school. Whatever two films is, alright? Two-part film set. Stomps out Andrew Garfield's two-film part set. Fucking goddammit. It stomps out both of the other Spider-Man, right? We see him in Civil War as a fucking, like, 14 years old. You know, they set that up. So then in, in... Homecoming, he's like 15, and then, you know, in the second, in the, in, uh, fucking Far From Home, he's 16, and then, you know, he's like 18 years old in No Way Home. It's a nice fucking build-up to see Spider-Man kind of grow up a little bit, to where in the comics you see him as a high schooler, and then the best, like, amazing Spider-Man stories is, like, Peter Parker being in college, having his own apartment, having to struggle to be a fucking student and have a job, and also fucking save New York on a night-to-night basis, as fucking friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? Objectively, if you look at these films, Tom Holland fits the role of Spider-Man the best. He fits the most comic accurate, like, they pulled a lot from the Ultimate Universe for Tom, this is getting kind of nerdy. Like, so everybody knows the amazing Spider-Man, but there's also, like, spectacular Spider-Man, and superior Spider-Man, and just Spider-Man, and then you also have Ultimate Spider-Man. Now, Ultimate Spider-Man was kind of like what I grew up on. There was a GameCube game, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, it was Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Venom, uh, Human Torch, so many good, like, Black Cat, so many good fucking references from the comics in that game. It was a really good game, and it was like Shade Cell. It looked like, a, it looked really fucking good, even for a GameCube game. Um, but my point is that he fits the bill the best, in my opinion, and I feel like because of nostalgia, people overlook that. They're like, oh, I don't like the fact that he has an Iron Man suit. And it's like, dude, fucking everybody raves about the DC Universe or fuck the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. And then they shit on it because it's like, oh, well, he didn't he didn't make his own suit. It's like, cool, bro. Cool. Like, yeah, I'd much rather have a homemade suit than a fucking Tesla of a suit. Yeah, let me just sew some shit together. Get the fuck out of here, bro. He had his homemade suit in the first one. It was dog shit. But it was the best homemade suit out of all of them. He had better movies. It looks better. And I don't care about the people like, oh, well, you can't compare the special effects from, uh, you know, a movie made in like 2018 to one made in 2002. The fuck I can't. People said that Spider-Man's special effects in 2002 looked like shit. Compared to like The Matrix and other movies that came out at the time. They look like dog shit. And they look even worse now if you look back. The acting, campy. The setting, campy. All the fucking characters, campy. It was, oh, that was on purpose. No, it fucking wasn't, bro. No, it wasn't. You know? But my point is that, once again, you have somebody who's inherently better. And I'm not saying there's a Super Bowl performance that's inherently better. I think I said it the best when I said none of the performances are that great. If we're talking performance sake, they all suck. They're a shitty little commercialized overview of an artist or a few artists that are just like, what was the most popular? Like when The Weeknd did it, that was the most, that was the most like commercial one I've ever seen. Take every uh, song that was on the radio for the past five years and uh, do it for 20 minutes in the middle of the Super Bowl. Thanks, Weekend. Appreciate it. You know, not to shit on The Weeknd, but you know, that's what it was. They were like, oh, everyone's heard these songs for the past five years. Everyone and their mother knows who The Weeknd is, or they've heard this song. Throw them out there. Throw them a bone, right? Eh. Eh. I see the same thing in so many different areas. It's like, oh, because I remember this, it's better. It's not. It, it, you like it more, but it's not objectively better. Tom Holland is objectively a better Spider-Man. The same way I think Prince had an objectively better halftime show. I think Coldplay had an objectively better halftime show, you know? I think a lot of people in that stadium were fucking, you know, I guess, I guess if I was 10 years older, I would think it was great. You know, for me, it's like, uh, this feels like it's pandering to people. But yeah, if you made it this far, sorry for all the rambling and weird points, but I'm trying to tie everything together and I don't really have a co-host or anything. So, you know, this is just like, uh, it's like kind of like that guy who swam the English channel. I don't even know if a guy's done that. I'm fucking talking out of my ass. It feels like a guy who's swimming a really long distance, you know? 
that's how I feel. And when I get halfway out here, I'm trying not to drown, you know? Sometimes I'm floating on my back, just trying to, you know, catch my breath uh, between all my points and my ramblings and rants. But uh, continuing on uh, with uh, Super Bowl theme, uh, I was on Twitter. Actually, I was on YouTube, and I saw something that was on Twitter. That's fucking weird. But anyways, I was on YouTube, and I saw something that was on Twitter that was like a controversy. Now, I don't know how many of you watch Twitch or watch YouTube, uh, but one of the most famous uh, content creators at the moment, uh, Moist Critical, Charlie, uh, Penguins on YouTube. He's got a bunch of different aliases. Uh, Moist Critical on Twitch, uh, Penguins on uh, YouTube, and then Charlie is just his name. So if you if you follow him, you know he's Charlie. He posted a video, and I usually really agree with him a lot. I like his takes. I think he's really honest and he's funny. And he has a different perspective that he kind of goes at compared to a lot of people just, you know, just regurgitate. We live in the era of regurgitation where it's like, I have no ideas of my own. I'm just repeating other people's ideas. But Matt Stafford, you know, wins the Super Bowl. And, you know, as you do, you have a little parade. You take that trophy home, no matter what sport it is. If you win the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup, I'm sure even if you win Wimbledon, you take it around a couple pubs where you're from. Um, but anyways, you take the fucking trophy, you drive through the city streets, everybody waves and cheers, but, you know, I think a lot of people forget, oh, let me set it up before I get into it, Matt Stafford was at the, you know, the, uh, the parade in LA, he's on stage, and this stage is fucking huge, um, not just like a big stage, but like it's tall off the ground, you know, it's like one of those ones at like a festival where it's like, if they ask you to get on stage and you're not tall enough and you can't get to the stairs, you're going to have to have like a security guard fucking throw you up there. It's big, you know? And, um, he's on the stage with his wife and this like photographer lady, I don't mean to laugh cause I guess she got hurt or something, but dude, this shit's funny, bro. Like people have no fucking humor anymore. This bitch is like trying to take a picture and she's like squatting down, you know, crawling backwards at the same time. and just, whoom, just fucking whoom, right off the edge, bro. Just falls back, probably smacks her fucking dome piece off the fucking concrete, you know, broke her spinal cord. I don't think it was that serious, but whatever. My point is that that shit's funny. I don't care who you are. There's so many videos of people either falling or like tripping. You know, I remember when Drake fell off stage when I was in high school. That shit was funny. You know, like that shit's funny to me. I'm sorry. Like, it's just funny to see somebody like so unaware. Like, how are you that unaware? That you just fucking fall off. Like, is this your first day? you never been on stage before? you never been near edges? Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Or a mountain? Or just a tall hill? You tend to stay away from it or know where it's at at all times. If she's not paying attention because she's trying to get a picture of Matt Stafford in shorts and a t-shirt, maybe she deserved to fall, you know? Did anybody think about that? Maybe she's a bad person and that was karma. But no, everybody was upset that Matt Stafford, when she fell... Just kind of like said something to his wife and turned around and walked away. Everybody was like, oh my god, this is terrible. How could he do that? I can't believe he handled it like that. He should he should have handled that different. And even Charlie, you know, he was, uh, he was like somewhat reiterating this sentiment of like, I can't believe he didn't do anything. I can't believe he didn't make sure she's okay. Bro, there are a million people out here. Millions, of, maybe not millions. There's at least a million people out at this fucking parade. You know, half the city is out here just as an excuse to day drink and celebrate something that they didn't even probably watch or care about. Dude, I'm sure plenty of people were checking on her. If you don't know what occurs when a team wins the the remainder of their season, if you will, when the team wins is the best team of their sport in that season, you know what that team does for the next week? They get fucked up. Like, I'm talking... When you were 16 and you snuck out and you went to a party you weren't supposed to be at. They get fucked up, okay? Like, super fucked up. Why? Because they make millions of dollars to play a sport where one guy runs away from another guy with a ball. And then at the end of it, they get a trophy and they go, yay, we're the best. I worked hard and ate quinoa and spinach all year. I'm going to get fucked up now. And that's what they did. Matt Stafford was probably drunk off his ass and was like, ooh. I'm good. I'm good, boys. Uh, can I get some more water? He's drinking a water bottle. Like, can I get some more water? I gotta stay hydrated. I'm drinking a shit ton of fucking alcohol, you know? 
like, let's be honest. What is like looking over, like if she fell off, like I'm assuming that stage had to be like, dude, it had to be like eight to 10 foot. If she falls eight to 10 foot backwards onto her fucking head, what is looking down at her going to do for her? Like, what is that going to do other than people go, oh, you, you good person. He looked, what does it do other than like, oh, it's a common courtesy. Bruh, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? You're mad a dude who gets paid millions of dollars to throw a ball, who just, you know, did what he was supposed to do and win every, you know, not every game, but he won every important game at the end of the season. You think now it's his responsibility to like, oh, is she okay? I wouldn't give a fuck either, bruh. I would not give a fuck either. And you shouldn't either. It's not that deep. So when I, you know somewhat see somebody, you know, and I'm not saying I fucking hate Charlie because there's one opinion. I'm just saying, I thought it was a weird take to be like, oh, all these people on Twitter are mad. I guess he was more saying there's people like defending Matt Stafford. I'm not defending Matt Stafford. I don't give a fuck. That's where I stand. I think when I hear shit like this that blows up on Twitter, I'm like, is this what people are talking about? Like, we have a problem with like, uh, suicide and mental health and fucking world hunger And like, and I'm not trying to like grandstand or virtue signal. I'm just saying like, there are so many more things you could be upset about on the internet. And you're mad that Matt Stafford didn't check to see if somebody was okay. Even though there's a hundred thousand people that saw this bitch fall off a stage. That's what we're worried about. A guy who's probably drunk as shit in the middle of the day. Didn't stop to like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? It blows my mind. But once again, you know, it's Twitter. I shouldn't be surprised. But, um, yeah, man. Every time I see something like that, it's like, you know, people always pick the wrong... I don't even say battles, but, like, it just seems to me sometimes people just want to fucking be mad about something. And there's plenty of other things to be mad about, you know? There's plenty of other things to be mad about. And it's also, like, once again, what is looking at someone gonna... Now, if this is, like, a convenience store and there's, like, four people... Yeah, dude, I would hope that the millionaire would check on somebody, right? But this isn't. It's like a giant fucking party. This this chick put herself in the line of fire, too. She didn't have to be up on that stage. She didn't have to be squatted down walking backwards. That's a stupid thing to do to begin with. Even if you're not on a stage, there's a high chance you fall backwards. Because that's not really a way humans are meant to fucking move. But I digress. At the same time, if you saw that video and you think Matt Stafford's an asshole... um. I'm sure there's plenty of things in your life you went, nope, and just walked away from, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, have some self-reflection there, you know? But yeah, other than that, it was a pretty tame week. I didn't see a whole lot of controversies. I didn't see a whole lot of, um, didn't see a whole lot of anything, really. You know, it was a slow week on the internet. Slow week in the world, it felt like. Uh, besides, you know, that big game and then, uh whole lot of nothing, you know, it, it, it goes like that sometimes, you know, I sit sometimes when I write like notes and I prep for the episode and sometimes I just go, fuck man, I gotta, I gotta pull something out, I gotta do something, <laughs> I gotta go, like sometimes I feel like I need to go fucking kick over a light pole and uh, you know, I don't know, have an anecdote, as far as anecdotes go from my work life, if, I know some people say this are uh, favorite stories on here. Um, I don't have a whole lot this week, but uh, last night I'm going into work. I see this guy outside, and man, I'm not trying to be rude. I get it, must suck to be homeless, and you know not have uh, you know a roof over your head or any electricity or any modern comforts. Uh, a lot of us in the first world take for granted on a day to day basis. But I also feel like there's like a way to, (laughs) there's like a polite way to be homeless, you know? There's a polite way to be, uh, you know, out in, uh, (laughs) in like places of business, you know? Um, this dude was outside. We have like three picnic tables outside the gas station I work at. And, um, you know, it has signs that say no smoking like everywhere, He's fucking smoking a cigar. I don't really give a fuck, right? Do your thing. Like, I'm not calling the cops over that. But, man, I I show up to work early. My entire life, I've always shown up to work early. Like, I show up to work like I'm going to the airport. I show up with 20 minutes. Like, if I start at 10, I'm there at, like, 940. Why? So I can decompress before I go in there. So I can just hang out, relax, you know, get some shit done, finish watching a video, listen to a podcast, whatever I'm doing, right? 
And in this 20 minutes, this dude is just like, he has now made this outside patio his home. You know, this is now his makeshift commode. Uh, uh, what's the fuck? Not commode. That's a toilet. Fuck, there was like a funny word I was going to use and I forgot it. Oh, well, he has now made this his makeshift uh, living quarters. Bro, he's got a bag out. Like, I'm not talking like a plastic bag. I'm talking like a duffel bag, a backpack, a satchel, a fucking fanny pack, all out of these different tables. And I didn't see the rest of this till I walk in, but I can tell he's like charging some shit on the outlet outlets. Then he's got a wrench. He's trying to work on his bike. He's doing a bunch of shit, bro. All of a sudden, I see him go over the trash can. And it always hurts my heart. He's fucking digging in the trash, right? I'm like, man, what's this dude need? Pulls out a fucking styrofoam cup so he can go inside and use it. And that's fucking disgusting. And it makes me feel bad, right? Then he comes out and it's just full of water. And he's just like dumping it on his bike or something. He's doing some weirdo shit, right? Then, you know, I, I wait another 15 minutes. I go into work with like five minutes to spare so I can clock in, you know, put my shirt on, whatever I need to do. Not only does he have shit on the outlet where he's at, he's got something plugged into every outside outlet outside of our gas station. Like he's charging a speaker, then he's charging something else, and he's charging something else. And I'm like, bruh, that, I don't mean to be rude, but like, I can't let people loiter. Because if I do that, it just invites more people to like, oh, we can hang out at this gas station and nobody's going to say shit. And, you know, I'm not saying he'd break into my car, but I've lived in, uh, I lived in Chicago for a while. I don't trust anyone. I lock my car if there's nobody in a parking lot. If there's nobody in a mile of sight, I'm locking my car. I don't know who's going to try to break into that shit. I don't know who's going to do what. And I don't really like people just chilling outside of my car. If you don't have this fear, you've never lived in like a a big, you know, metropolitan area where that shit really happens from a day to day. People will fucking break into your shit. If they see something, even if it's some spare change, they will bust that window, take that $1.50 and your Altoids, and they're fucking going on their merry way. Now you got a busted window you got to pay for. And good luck catching that motherfucker. They don't have a home. They don't have an address for somebody. <laughs> they don't have an address for somebody to check at. No fucking warrants going to fucking. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go check? Fucking CVS parking lot? 7-Eleven? Oh, I've never been there in my life. I've been here all night. You know? You're not getting your shit back. You know, you got to pay for a fucking window. No, thank you. No, thank you is what I say. And I went in and this is where I like had an epiphany of like, even though I was calling the cops on this dude, spoiler alert, I'm not going to let him sit out there all night. I can't, I have to maintain some order. Uh, I can't cause like, bro, there's a bunch of fucking weirdos that hang around my store. And like, even when they hang outside and smoke cigarettes, I don't like it. It's like, bro, go smoke somewhere else. You have a bike, go smoke on the go, you know, get the fuck out of here. Why are you hanging out outside of a gas station at 3am? Find something better to do. And some of them aren't homeless. So I know that sounded really bad, but some of them aren't homeless. They like they just fucking are weirdos, right? They're out all hours of the night. So I go inside and I'm like, you know, the coworkers already know I'm gonna like do this because I'm like, fuck that guy. I'm not. As soon as I saw him dig into the trash, I was like, bro, you can't just be posted up here. Like, there's no way. I can't let you do this because if one of your little friends come, they're gonna think that you guys can just hang out here. Like, this is a fucking, like, this is you know, I don't know, fucking whatever, right? So I go inside and I call the police and this is where I kind of realized that I was a good person, even though I'm calling the cops on him. They, they fucking ask me on the like non-emergency line. I tell them like who I am, where I work. I tell them I got a guy being a weirdo digging through the trash. He's like kind of just set up shop here. He's working on his bike. He's using every outlet outside. Like, you know, this is a place of business. I get it. I'm sorry. You're homeless. This isn't the place for me to help you. I'm sure there's like soup kitchens or you know, uh, homeless shelters somewhere that you can go to. This ain't it, chief. You know, this isn't the place, buddy. And they go, do you want him trespass? Like, in all, all seriousness, her voice changes. She's like, all right, and do you want him trespass? I'm like, well, um, I don't really know if I have, like, the authority to do that. Like, I'm just, uh, I just work here. You know, I'm not a manager or anything. They're like, well, which one is it? I'm like, um, like, no. Like, I don't want him trespass. I just want him to move on and just tell him he can't do this. Like, you know, I don't care if he sits out there sometime and, like, takes a breather, but, like, he can't just, like, take over the fucking... And I get it's the middle of the night and, like, nobody's gonna use it, but still, it's about principle, goddammit. And then I go up front and this chick I work with is like, oh, I would've trespassed him. I was like, why? Like, I don't... Like, this dude's got enough problems in life. He's stealing fucking styrofoam cups out of the garbage can. 
the fuck is trespassing I'm going to do other than just piss him off and fucking, he's not going to care anyway. I'm going to sit outside all day and make sure he doesn't come back. I don't even know what this guy really looks like. I saw him from afar. I didn't study his face. So if he came back, I wouldn't even know if he was trespassed, you know? She's like, well, if you're in fear for your life, you can trespass. I was like, fear for my life? I'm not in fear for my life. I just don't want that dude looking at my fucking car. I got some shit in there probably. I got, you know, jackets and, you know, some hats. You know, he might be a Dolphins fan. I got a nice Dolphins snapback in there. I don't, I just don't want him peeking through my shit and then doing something and I can't go out there and then, you know, I can't find him to get any, you know, reimbursement. I just don't want to deal with that. And I also don't want people loitering here. And it just kind of blew my mind that this lady would have been so fast to just... <laughs> fuck that dude's like, I don't know, that shit probably would have pissed him off, maybe, you know, and another thing I thought about is they sent two cops, and at first I was like, man, they sent two cops, I was like, well, you never know, maybe the fucking dude has a break, and, you know, he pulls out a fucking uh, machete, fucking pulls out some fucking, I'll fucking wet you up, mate, you know, maybe he fucking turns British, and he fucking pulls out a machete, and he's like, what's up, motherfucker, let's go, you know, now I got a big problem outside, you know, I was just like, man, what, like, what is trespassing him going to do other than, like, make you feel some sort of power, you know? I don't want him to trespass. I just want him to get the fuck out of here, you know? I don't care where he goes. I'm not saying he can never come back. If he wants to buy something, come on in, man. Just, you know, don't, don't do that, you know? I don't know how many homeless people are going to be listening to this episode, but, you know, find somewhere better to do that. Go to a public park or something. Public parks have outlets, you know, they don't give a shit. But yeah, man. It just made me realize how sometimes people get a little bit of power and it goes to their head. You know, this chick's tell me she's trespassed like X amount of people. I'm like, really? That's a little weird, you know? I'm not in fear for my life. I just want people to not be weirdos or not come in all, you know, methed out into my fucking gas station, you know? Excuse me. Not that it's my gas station. I just work there, but that's my anecdote for the week. I uh, finally had a, you know, finally had to call the law get somebody to move it along other than that pretty good night um yeah end of this episode is a little weird a little shaky but uh spent a lot of my energy on that uh on the halftime on the halftime shit so if uh you know if you feel different and you've made it this far drop me a comment please love to interact with some of you guys also, I can't believe I forgot to wait till the end of the episode to say it's we have a new mystery download and it's been a fucking while since we had one. And welcome to the club. If you're in Petaluma, California, what up? If you made it this far and you're in Petaluma, how you doing? You know, we have a somewhat of an old tradition that started at the beginning of this, like when I started this podcast, not this episode, but the podcast in general, where every episode I would get like these new mystery downloads anywhere from, you know, Brussels to, you know, uh, somewhere outside Wichita, you know, and uh, Petaluma is the the newest one on my new downloads. So if you're in Petaluma, California and listening to this, how you doing? Get in touch with us, justlastweekpodcast.com, or not .com, fuck, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com, all one word, lowercase, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, you'd be the first one. I'd love to find out how you found this podcast if you don't know me personally, because I always think that's cool uh, when I see a uh, notification, well, not a notification, when I see another little dot pop up on the mat, uh, map that says somebody found this podcast and, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm somewhat from California, but I've never been to Petaluma, but, uh, you know, shout out North Cal. I think that's somewhat in the middle, but you know, anyways, that's a thing that happened. And, uh, yeah, it's the end of the episode. You guys know what happens around this time of the episode. It's your weekly recommendation. Now this one is like somewhat, I don't know if it's weird or if it's just like times have changed, but um, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, as you people know, if you listen to this, um, and something that happens on YouTube after like a certain amount of time, you will get like almost a TV show, like I was listening to a video and they were talking about this where it's like, isn't it just a show now? Like, do people even say TV anymore or is it just screen? Cause you could watch it on your laptop or your phone or your tablet you can cast that shit. It's not really a TV show anymore. It's just a show, you know? But um, this was on TV. It used to come out on cable, like weekly, one episode per week. Um, and I have found myself on YouTube watching like hours of content. And uh, it just makes me feel really good. And I feel like it's one of those shows that's like a, it's like a once in a lifetime 
not only idea, but like group of people to pull off this show. Um, and it's Impractical Jokers. I don't know how many people have watched this show. I didn't watch it back in the day. I really didn't. Um, and up until like two weeks ago, I'd only seen like certain, certain little funny things, but I saw that one of the guys, Sal has a podcast on YouTube, uh, with, uh, I think his name's, uh, Chris DeStefano. Uh, he's a stand-up comic used to be on, uh, that show, uh, guy code on MTV back in the day, him and like Andrew Schultz, a lot of like comedians that I think are funny now that I used to watch like growing up, but I didn't know they were like really comedians. I thought they were just people on TV. Um, but I saw like, uh, snippets of that podcast and I thought it was really funny. And I was like, isn't he the guy from impractical jokers? So I'm sure you can find the full episode somewhere, but even if you don't find full episodes, there are like, there's literally a video from like true tv or whatever the cable company was that used to like you know air this show there's like two hour segments on youtube that are like best of or best bits or best crowd work or um you know uh best of the punishments uh whatever but you can find like hours and hours worth of content and man it like reminds me of like when me like i guess that's what it's supposed to do but it's a group of four friends from staten island that grew up, you know, back in the day, they're a little bit older, um, but they like to play jokes on each other, and they're all kind of funny, they cut up, they're quippy, um, and it's a really funny show, and like the bits and the ideas that come from the show are like pure comedy gold sometimes, excuse me, and the idea of the episode is that they will do these challenges, and the goal is to either make somebody um, not do something, or get somebody, like, they try to make each other say stuff, um, that's funny. This sounds so stupid if somebody's watched this show. I'm like butchering the fucking setup for this show. <laughs> but anyways, there's like challenges throughout the episode. And if somebody loses, then there's a punishment for that one person at the end. And the punishment is they can't say no. They have to do everything. And man, it's super creative, super funny. It reminds me of like me and my friends in high school. Like when we would, you know, push each other to do something. Or we were making fun of people or, you know, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, it's a really good show. It's super funny. And in a world of like... It gets more like, uh, I don't even want to say PC because that shit sounds whack, but like people are just super sensitive and they want to censor shit now. Um, I think it goes a little bit too far sometimes and it's kind of funny to watch stuff like this is only like, this show has to be only like 10 years old, not even less than 10 years old, you know, eight to 10 years old. Maybe it was coming on like when I was in high school and stuff. So it can't be that old. Um, so yeah, maybe like eight to 10 years old of a show. And even then some of the shit, I'm like, I don't even know if you could put that on TV nowadays. I don't know if you can make that joke nowadays, but it's funny as shit to watch. And I think it's super creative. Um, if you need a good laugh or just something to pass the time, uh, check it out. It's really good. I guess, I don't know if it still goes. I think one of the guys left the show, so I don't know if it still goes on. I don't even know who has cable anymore. Um, if you still pay for like direct TV or something, you're fucking, <laughs> you're dedicated, bro. I don't know anyone paying for that shit. Um, but yeah, uh, check it out. It's really good. Really funny. I enjoy it. It passes the time for me at work. Um, and like, I genuinely crack up and like, uh, some of the like punishments, it was like cringe before cringe was like, you know, an accepted like word and, and feeling you can like, bro, I've cringed at some of these episodes of like secondhand embarrassment of like things they have to do or things they have to say, or I just can't believe that they said it or can't believe they did it. Um, and yeah, they did like some live shows. You can check out that podcast. I think it's called Hey Babe. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, check that shit out. Uh, and then we're at my, uh, my least favorite part of the episode. Uh, I got to do the plugs cause, uh, I don't know how well they work, but I feel like if I don't do them, you know, I might not get another follower. I might not get another little, little heart on my fucking <laughs> on my Spotify episode. So as always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please uh, share it with somebody who hasn't listened to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening all the way through. Um, I love to see when streams go up. Um, Cause I know, you know, sometimes people get halfway and they're like, this shit's boring. Um, this shit's tough by myself, but I do my best. So if you listen all the way, every, uh, if you listen through every episode, I really appreciate you. Uh, Cause I'm still learning as I go and figuring things out with this. Um, but as always, if you like this episode, uh, like comment, subscribe, that's YouTube. Uh, but, uh, 
If you like it, follow me on Spotify. I upload every week. Oh, uh, quick shout out to my man, Brett. Um, he got me on Apple Podcasts. He helped me get the podcast onto Apple's platform because for the longest, I just couldn't do it. I have a Windows computer, so like iTunes doesn't load very well on here. So shout out to my homie, Brett, for helping me get that uh, on another platform to share with people. Uh, so every Friday, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, and soon to be YouTube if I can ever get every episode uploaded. So I'm about to fiver somebody to fucking do that shit for me. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to get in touch with me and you don't know me personally, hit me up just last week podcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, just last week podcast at gmail.com. If you know me, hit me up on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, my cell phone, whatever. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or riddles, let me know. I'd love to solve them, uh, answer them, re- react to them, uh, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, I will see you guys next week. I appreciate you so much. Uh, later.